Good morning. I am not Dan. He's taller. And it's always such a privilege for me to, and, and humbling for me to bring a message. It's also exciting for me to, to be able to bring a message on some of my favorite passages from scripture. Um, I promise the tech guys I will not move too far afield here. So, um, Psalm 23 has always been one of my favorites. And having it coupled today with John 10 is just wonderful. And it paints a great picture for me. <clears throat> now, while I pre was preparing the message, um, there were a vast array of stories and anecdotes and, you know, things that came to mind that, you know, could be used and directions that I could go. Um, and it was kind of difficult to sort of determine and discern which path to take. Sort of like life. There are many decisions, many paths we can take. And so then that started me thinking about those sheep. Now, it wasn't part of today's readings, but you probably remember the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd has the one sheep that wanders off. And I've always thought that, you know, he, was, he found some grass that all those other sheep weren't munching. And so he just kind of followed his own way and kept, and before you know it, he was just far away from those sheep. But even though he took a different path, he was missed. And then he was rescued by his observant and caring shepherd. I have a feeling that that sheep knew the voice of his shepherd. And even when the shepherd was far off and he heard him calling him, he was comforted by the fact that he knew it was his shepherd coming after him. He would be safe because of that voice, even before the shepherd was anywhere in sight. So why was he comforted by the sound? I, you know I like audience participation messages. So why was he comforted? What, what was it about that voice that made him feel it was going to be OK? Because it was, thank you, familiar. Yes, it was a voice he knew. He heard that voice before. And it was the voice of his shepherd the one that always cared for him, made sure he was safe, made sure he was fed. So in John 10, we are again reminded that the sheep know their shepherd's voice. How? Because they've heard it often. Think back to the 23rd Psalm. Can't you picture David sitting out there in the field with the sheep, singing what we now call the Psalms? You know, composing some of those poetic lines to his sheep. I mean, who else was going to be his audience out there in the field, right? They knew his voice. And the scripture also made me remember back when I was a kid. Now, we ran as a pack of about 12. And some of you might be old enough to remember when you could like just run the neighborhood like that. In our case, based on the number of houses that are built there now, I would say we probably ran over a course of about 50 acres or so. And, you know, there were a few houses. There were also some big areas and stuff like that, fields and streams. So we were always at somebody's house or in someone's yard or back in the field or down by the stream watching the tadpoles and, you know, stuff like that. And when it was time for dinner or any time a kid needed to go home, each family had their own 
sound. One family had a triangle, one family had a cowbell, somebody had a police whistle, and you kind of get the idea. And the kid that got called would go home because they knew their sound. Everybody else just kept playing or, you know, piddling in the stream. Now, some of you know where I used to live, about two miles north of here on Waterloo Road. And the pitch of our property was such that our house was much higher than the neighborhood. Some of you also remember my mother. And when she wanted me, she just yelled my name. You could hear her over all that distance. And <laughs> tiny but mighty. But everybody knew the sound of my mother's voice. She could have said anything. She didn't have to say my name. She could have said anything because we all knew the sound of my mother's voice and knew that it was time for me to go home. It was familiar. So now think of all the voices you hear each day. What are the familiar voices in your life? Children, spouses, what other, what other voices do you hear every day? People at the office maybe? <laughs> my own, yes. I do talk to myself a lot. Um, maybe the, the anchor to the evening news, if you turn on the evening news. Maybe the voice of the person who does the podcast you like to listen to while you drive to work. Um, there are voices that we hear all the time, and they're familiar. Some of them are soothing. Some of them are annoying because, you know, of who they are. But are sheep really that smart? Can sheep really remember and understand and recognize the voice of their shepherd, the one that they're supposed to follow? Because you know there are a lot of shepherds out there. I just re read a selection from a book called Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, and now I think I might want to read the book. <clears throat> and the anecdote goes this way. Judith Fain is a doctoral candidate at the University of Durham. As part of her studies, she spends several months each year in Israel. One day, while walking on a road near Bethlehem, Judith watched as three shepherds converged with their separate flocks of sheep. The three men hailed each other and then stopped to talk. While they were conversing, their sheep intermingled, melting into one big flock. Wondering how the three shepherds would ever be able to identify their own sheep, Judith waited until the men were ready to say their goodbyes. She watched, fascinated, as each of the shepherds called out to his sheep. At the sound of their shepherd's voice, like magic, the sheep separated again into three flocks. Apparently, some things in Israel haven't changed in thousands of years. So sheep are still recognizing their shepherd's voices and following the voice in the right direction. So as we return to our scripture, we picture a shepherd and a sheep. The sheep recognize the shepherd's voice when he comes back to the sheepfold. Now, if you've ever been around a bunch of sheep, like next week at the Sheep and Wool Festival, you will notice that if someone unfamiliar comes, they all huddle and scrooch over to the side of the sheepfold. But when it's the familiar shepherd, they're just hanging out, calm, quietly, munching, whatever they're doing in the sheepfold, because they know that they're safe. They know that no 
No wolves or thieves are going to come in and harm them. They also know when he says, let's go out to the field, that they can trust him. If you think back to Psalm 23 again, he leads them by green past, into the green pastures and beside still waters. He makes sure that they have something good to eat and something good to drink. Not all shepherds truly care for their sheep. They work for the people that own the sheep. And yet, they'll just, you know, flee at the first sign of danger. Wolf, I'm, I'm leaving. Sheep, fend for yourselves. And they will let the sheep wander. They don't care. They're not picking up the cute lambs and chatting with them. They're not making sure every single one is where they belong. And I shared this earlier. As I was typing that section, I had this image in my head of a modern-day shepherd sitting on a rock, texting with his friends. And the friends text and go, hey, meet us at. And he goes, hmm, bye, sheep. You know? So it apparently hasn't changed either. So Jesus is not a hired hand. He's not there just for the paycheck. He actually cares for the sheep. He wants to spend time with those sheep. He wants to pick up the little lambs, and he wants to talk to the mama, and he wants to make sure that all of those sheep are where they belong. So how do you learn to hear and recognize Jesus's voice? How can you hear that voice? Scripture? Prayer? Thank you. And I, she's not a plant. <laughs> because reading scriptures every single day. Spend some time, whether it's first thing in the morning, um, because I often have to leave earlier. Craig is still in bed. I have that quiet time where I can read and absorb what the scriptures say for the day. And because I follow the scriptures that are, that are sent out every week in the newsletter, um, if we're at Prayer for All, we, follow, we use those scriptures and we even discuss them. Or you can use another Bible plan. Maybe you're already following a Bible reading plan. Whatever it is. Make sure to be in God's word because that's where you hear him. That's how you can hear his voice. And I'm going to put my editorial opinion in. It's nice to read what other people have to say about scripture, devotionals and other books and so forth, but the important thing is that you're in God's word, in the scriptures themselves, so that you can tell if what you know Mary Sue said about it in her devotional is really online. And then the other, the other way to hear God's voice is prayer, because that is direct conversation. Please note I said conversation. How many people participate in a conversation at a minimum? Two, you and God. It's not just you. It's not just you sitting or, or standing or kneeling or, or lying prostrate on the floor talking to God. There needs to be that silent time to listen because then you hear your shepherd's voice. Now I have a couple, I have a lot of favorite Martin Luther quotes. 
But one of his quotes about prayer that I've always, always liked is, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. It's natural. We breathe. Y'all are breathing now, which you're probably not sitting there thinking about it until I just brought it to your attention. Prayer should be so natural that you don't think about it. You see an ambulance go by and you just pray for that person. Pray for ambulances, police cars, fire engines, parking spaces. I got in trouble with the ladies here at the church many, many, many years ago because I said I prayed over the pies when I put them in the oven. So pray over everything. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too large. Please don't ever come to me and say, I didn't want to bother you with my prayer, but I had my knee replaced. There is nothing too big. It's never a bother. And God is always ready to listen, whether you're driving down the road or wherever you happen to be. Lots of short little direct prayers throughout the day are great. But then there's that concentrated time. We don't always concentrate on our breathing, but sometimes under certain circumstances, you do. I always thought it was funny when exercise leaders would say, remember to breathe. Then I realized that in certain exercises, I did tend to hold my breath. But sometimes we need to concentrate on our breathing. And sometimes we need to concentrate on our praying. Spend that concentrated time, whether it's for others, whether it's for yourself. Um, I just had a, a, a period of discernment, and I spent a lot of knee time trying to hear and listening for God's voice. But when you hear it, you can recognize it if you talk to him often enough, just like the people in the rest of your life. It's when we pray that we hear our shepherd's voice. It's when we're in scripture that we hear his voice. Words pop out to you. You feel an urging from a certain area of the scripture, and you go there. And how do you know that you're hearing God's voice? Test it against the scriptures. Yes. Test it against, it's like the C-step A. When you're praying and you hear something, test it against the scripture. Is it, is it scriptural? If so, listen harder. If it's not, push it aside. It's there in God's word that you're going to hear that familiar voice. And it will always lead us in the right path. We have to choose to follow that path. That sheep could have wandered off by himself and said, I, I like this grass better over here. But we follow because God leads us in the right way. And you know, he's always there too in the scary places. He's going to protect us from those wolves and other dangers. He's going to keep us from being eaten by a wolf or falling in a hole or over a ledge. So that's where you go back to the 23rd Psalm, the part where it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because we know God is there. You know, you know, he's watching and he's leading you if you listen, if you hear his voice. So as Christ followers, we know the sound of our shepherd's voice. 
practice, 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 and it'll become familiar. Christ is our shepherd, and we trust his voice. We can be assured that by following the sound of his voice, we will be where we are supposed to be, that we will be safe and protected, and that we will live with him eternally. So let's take a moment of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for a good, good shepherd that leads us where we are supposed to be, who feeds us and protects us, is with us at times when we're beside the quiet waters and also in those scary places where danger lurks. Father, let us always listen. Let us make time to listen and practice listening to hear your voice clearly. In Jesus' name, amen.